just go to a black screen. But, but yeah. Switch the camera over, Pastor Robert. Hit number one. Hallelujah. Number one on the mixer. The little panel. Hit auto. Mm -mm. Nope. There we go. We're good. I appreciate Pastor Robert on this morning. He handling things back there. Come on, y'all. Give, my, give Pastor Robert a hand clap of praise. How many of you know we got to make it work, y'all? See, I can get some of y'all over there and, and help out. That's amazing, amazing. But it's, it's good. God is so good. Just want to say thank you for joining us on this morning. Those of you who have come out to the building, um, we just so much appreciate you guys for being with us on this morning. Um, it's been a wonderful week, a wonderful week. I say it's been a wonderful week. Has everything gone well? No, it hasn't. You know, has everything been the way that we wanted it? No, it hasn't. But you have to see it by the eyes of faith and say, you know what? It is wonderful. It is wonderful. Speak it. Say it is. Look at something in your week that went well. And, and one thing about it, I, I, I was uh, thinking on this week, God just was impressing on my spirit that the enemy, the devil is the father of lies. So what he's going to do is he's going to get you focused on uh, uh, the negative. He's going to get you focused on everything that could have gone wrong or everything that you think went wrong and not allow you to focus on the good. He is the father of lies. And so what I, I on this week, he was uh, I was just uh, uh, having a spirit of condemnation on me, beating myself up about something. And y'all know what condemnation is. Condemnation is is pretty much you saying that I'm guilty. You you're wrong. And then I started asking, well, what is the measurement of wrong? Who says I'm wrong or who says I was right? That's a lie of the enemy to say, well, what you did is wrong. What you said is wrong. Uh, uh, How you behaved was wrong. No, that's the enemy wanting me to beat myself up. And so I had to speak to myself and say, wait a minute. Satan, you don't get to speak truth into my life because you don't know any truth. He knows no truth. He knows nothing but a lie. And so I had to go into the word of God and get the truth so that that truth could override that lie that the enemy was telling me. So I just want that's my little testimony for this week. That's why I say God is good. God is definitely, definitely, definitely good, and we love him. We love him. Let's just open up in prayer, and we're going to jump into our uh, teaching series that we're in for this week. Father, we just praise you. We thank you. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you for being a good father. We thank you for meeting us here on today. We thank you, Father, for uh, just loving on us and loving us through our various phases of our life. We thank you for being uh, daddy to us, for being just that father. Jesus, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for just uh, leading and guiding us and empowering us. So we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor on today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
I want to encourage you and and I'm at any time that you want that's here who's here in the building want to go ahead on and put your your gifts or your offerings into the giving bucket feel free to um, we do have various ways to give you can give um, through our mobile app um, you can uh, you can give through text to give all you have to do is text OAWC to uh, 833-373-6278 very simple or either you can go to a cash app um, at open altar and um, give through Cash App. You can also go to our website at www.oawcva.com and you can give that way as well. But let me share something with you. A lot of times uh, we look at giving as for the church, but giving is really for you. Giving is really for you. It's for your benefit. It's for your blessing. Honestly and truly, because he said that if we if we bring our tie to the storehouse, that he will open up the windows of uh, 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 of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you would not even be able to receive. Where's the storehouse? The storehouse is the house of God. Honestly, go read it. Go read it. The storehouse is the house of God. So when you bring your tithe, not a tip, but a tithe. When you bring your tithe to the storehouse, or if you're given a line, when you give, you can partner with us through giving. But when you give, he says, I will do what? I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Just not any old blessing, but it's going to be a blessing that you ain't gonna eat. you're not even going to have room enough to, to encouse it, to, 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 to hold it. So I encourage you, partner with God. Don't partner with us. Partner with God and say, God, what would you have me to sow? What would you have me to bring to the storehouse? Amen. So that's the word of God. Um, And it's all part of our relationship. It's all part of this this teaching series that we are talking about. Um, Last week, we talked about relationships. And can we put up the definition of relationship? I don't have that in my notes. But um, last week, we talked about uh, relationships. And um, let me see. Okay, there we go. Relationships. We said, first of all, the first part of relationship is relation. It means to be in connection. It's a bringing back, a restoring. Understand that God brought us into relationship. He made a connection with us. And he brought us back from our area of sin. He restored us. So when God sees us, he doesn't see us of how we were. But he sees us as as how he views us now and who we are now. We want to keep taking ourselves back to the old us. We want to keep taking ourselves back to last week. But God says, no, I see you as being whole. I see you as being complete. I see you as being delivered. Even though we may not feel delivered, but we are delivered from every sin. Whether we realize it or not, we just have to walk in that knowledge. We have to walk in the state of where God already sees us. So let's look at the word ship. Ship means the quality, state, or condition. So on last week, I said, okay, God has done this for us. He's brought us into a a, a relation. He's made a connection with us. But what is the quality and the state of your connection with him? 
evaluate what is the quality. God, am I praying? Am I fasting the way that I'm supposed to? God, am I pushing away sin? The quality, the state, what is the depthness of your relationship with him? How is it? What's the, did I, did I have anything else up there, Pastor Robert? I don't think I did. Okay. Yes, I did. I, I said the way that in which two or more people feel and behave towards each other, the way that they are connected. How do you behave to God? How, how do you behave? Do you, do you give him a cold shoulder? Do you not spend time with him? Do you just decide? And I remember on last week I talked about idols and I said, you know, our, our, our phones can be an idol. A person can be an idol. A job can be an idol. A, 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 a situation, we can make it an idol. How do you, how do you feel towards God? You know, do you do you give God the cold shoulder? Do you say God saying, I want to spend time with you and you're like, God, mm, I give you five minutes. But after that, I got to go. You know, if God tells you to set aside a whole day just to pray and to fast and to get into his word, are you thinking about all of the lists? Now, you don't set your schedule, but God wants to come and interrupt that schedule and say, look, let, let me spend this day with you. Do you tell God, well, God, I got this to do. I got that project to do. And I'm talking about me now. Do you? I, I, I got to clean the house. I got to wash clothes. I got to go see this person. Do you actually say? okay God you want to spend time with me I'm going to spend some time with you or is your agenda more important than God's is your agenda more important than God so what I want to talk about today is and I'm only going to talk about the two levels right now uh, uh, two levels I want to talk about the levels of relationship the levels of relationships now think about it in the terms of um Look at it in the aspect of, uh, say, me and Pastor Robert or somebody that you may um, be dating. You want to know that that relationship is going to go somewhere. It's like, you know, and I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Let me just tell on myself right now. When Pastor Robert and I was dating, you know, and he was a pure gentleman, an honest gentleman, Miss Thelma will Miss Thelma knows she'd been there the whole length of time. I was a hard, cold sister. I mean, I was hard. Pastor Robert will tell you he came and washed my car one day and he thought it was freezing cold, colder than it is outside now. And he came and washed my car and he was like, wait a minute, this dirt is not coming off this car. It wasn't the dirt wasn't coming off the car, but it was freezing as soon as he could wipe it off. And guess what I did? Did I offer him to come into the house? Did I offer him some gloves or something? No, he got finished. He had to literally turn the car around, let the sun melt the ice and then go and wipe the, that man. I'm going to tell you, he was loving on himself some windy. But I was so cold, I wouldn't even let him in. And when he got done, I said, thank you. See you later. He wanted a deeper relationship, but I was just that a little, mm, I'm good to have you a friend right now. But then one day I was like, you know what? What's, where is this relationship going to? I asked him that. Where is this relationship going to? He wanted, I could not see it because I had my own agenda. I had my own hang-ups. I had my own issues. 
that I could not see that he was pursuing a deeper relationship with me. And it is the same thing with God. God is pursuing a deeper relationship with us, but we are caught up with our own issues that we can't even see God pulling. And so I liken this to uh, when I was thinking, I thought about an elevator. You know how an elevator um, has different levels. And to get to the different levels, you either have to take the stairs or you have to take the elevator. Am I? uh, Amen. And so have you ever gotten into the elevator and forgot to push the button? No, y'all come on now. There's a plenty of time. I'm like, man, and Pastor Robert will look at me and like, uh, are you going to push the button? I was like, ah, get into the elevator. I'm in there, but I'm not going anywhere because I did not do what it took to get to the next level. And that's the way it is with God. We're in there, but we're not doing what it takes to get to the next level. Push the button, push the button. Or you're like, wait a wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I can get there faster by taking the stairs. Y'all, I'm going to get my steps in today. You know, you're looking at your watch and I'm going to get my steps in. Then you get in the stairwell and you realize, wait a minute, it's dark. And you get to that first platform not realizing that you got to go. In, and you're looking up. You're like, I don't have what it takes to climb this, I see Sister Thelma over there shaking her head. I don't, I'm, you're winded. By the time that you ever get to that next level, you did not have what it took. The, the stamina, the effort, the willpower to even get up to that next level. So you go on back down and you push the button in the elevator. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Now let me tell you a little story. Pastor Robert and I took a little weekend outing to the Outer Banks. And we were just, no agenda, nothing at all. We were like, oh, I'm like, yeah, let's go to the lighthouse. Let's go to the lighthouse. We went to the lighthouse, and we, we paid our money to get into the lighthouse. Paid our money. We, me and Pastor Robert and a bunch of other of us, we started climbing up those stairs. It wasn't that I didn't have the stamina. But as I got further up, I started looking down. Fear, panic. I literally froze in the lighthouse. When I tell you I froze, I could not move. I was stuck. And people were going and people were coming. And Pastor Robert kept trying to cheer me on and say, come on, we can do it. Come on. we." Uh, no, 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 no. I can't do this. I can't do this. He was steadily trying to say, I got you. Look, I let my hand go. I cannot do this. And so I'm frozen. And so I tell Pastor Robert, you go ahead without me. I got to go back down. And so people, literally people I did not know. Was passing me by. And then literally somebody, a couple of people, grabbed my hand and helped me to get back down. I froze. I couldn't get to the level that Pastor Robert had gotten to because of fear. Because of my past fears. 
because of things that was going on. My mind, I could not control. Oh, you're going to fall. Oh, this lighthouse is going to fall over. Really? This lighthouse is going to fall over? But all of those thoughts were bombarding my mind and I could not oh, let the I could not let God and the, the, the power and my faith override my fears to get to the next level. Pastor Robert ended up seeing the beauty of what was out there. And so when I got back down, I'm waiting and waiting, and waiting. How long does it take to go up to that? How long? How long? When is he coming back? Oh, my God. I mean, forever. And he comes down. He said, oh, when it was so beautiful up there. See, that is the way it is in our relationship with God. God wants to take us higher so that he can so that we can see beautiful things. If I could have just rose above that fear, I would have seen the gloriness of what God had for me to see. If you can just rise above where you are right now. And look at it as an elevator. God wants to take you to the next level. He wants to take you. The elevator is more than just a portal to the next level. But you won't push the button. You won't push the button. So, so let's, let's look at this thing here. God consistently shows us that he desires to be with us. Consistently. He doesn't cut us off. How do we know this? He wants us to move deeper. Look, 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 look at what John 10 and 9 said. I don't know if that scripture is in there. We have a right to access God. It's not a special privilege. We're not special. You just got to know how to access him. You just got to know how. John 10 and 9 says what? He's the what? I am the door. Is that in there, Pastor Robert? He says, I am the door. He says, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pleasure. He's the door. All you got to do is walk through the door. Enter in. Enter in. He wants to develop this relationship with us. Remember on last week, I talked about how God is a jealous God. Exodus 20 and 5. He says, look, I want you to serve nobody but me. But we serve a lot of things. <laughs> We serve ourselves. I deserve this. I have a right to this. You know, I worked hard for this. You know, uh, uh, somebody is, is using this term for me right now. It says that, you know, are you grinding it out? You know, some of us are grinding so hard that we grinding God right out of our life. We're, we're attached, but we're not deeply attached. He's there, but he's. We got them kind of like over here in the corner while all of this other stuff is consuming us. So listen to what God said in Exodus 20 and 6. He says, but I'm unswervingly loyal to thousands who love me and keep my commandments. He's loyal to us. We don't want to be in a relationship that somebody's not loyal to us. You would kick them out of your life quick, fast, and in a hurry. God is loyal to us, but we won't be loyal to him. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm saying we, because how we have divided loyalty, we have divided loyalty. We can be divided loyalty. We can be loyal in one area coming to church, but we can be disloyal in 
the time that we spend with God, how we spend our money, what we do, how we do it. There's lots of ways that you can be disloyal to God. Still remaining in sin is being disloyal to God. You cheating on God with that habit, with that situation, with that person. And God is saying, look, I want you holy and devoted to me. So let's look at the levels. God wants to take us to a deeper level. So we all, because we have professed Jesus as Lord and, and we're, in a, we're in a relationship. We started that relationship. So we're all in a relationship. But understand that some people don't ever get to the next level. So level one, what's level one? I call it the outer level or, or, or the first level. You in the elevator, but you ain't pushed the button yet. Now listen to this. Uh, God had brought the entire nation of Israel out of bondage. Over in the book of Exodus, 19th chapter, uh, it picks up to where um, uh, God had delivered. You know how he split the Red Sea and he brought them out of Egypt? Uh, and, and now here they find themselves in, in, in the desert of Sinai. And so let's look at Genesis 3 and 8. Um, and I believe that's where I want to go. Um, on the third day, I'm not going to read all of that. What, what God had told Moses, Moses went and spent time with God. And, and he said, look, he told them, he said, be sure. He told, God told Moses, be sure. You can go back to that verse, Pastor Robert. He said, be sure they are ready on the third day. And on that day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai as all the people watch. So if you go and you read the verses before that, they had to wash themselves. They had to wash their clothes. They couldn't they couldn't do certain things before this moment. God said, look, I need for them to prepare themselves. He said, be sure they're ready. Because I want to, I want to meet with them. I want y'all know how it is. You you get ready to somebody, your girlfriend or your 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 friend or your husband. I know what Pastor Robert and I we have date night every night. So I make sure. Hey, what time you coming home? What time you want to go? You get yourself ready. You ain't gonna go out there with a bonnet on and or hair rollers or you know with your pajamas on. Some of you might, but I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna get myself ready to go out. To, to, to do what needs to be done. So God said, get, have them to get themselves ready. Be ready. Uh, and then look at this. Verse 12, uh, Exodus 9 and 11. See if we can go there real quick. Exodus 9 and 11. It says, be sure they are ready on the third day. For on that day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai. As all the people watch, he was coming to visit them. Because at this particular point, he had some big news that he wanted to announce. No longer are you just going to know about me. But at this particular moment, I'm bringing you into relationship with me. I am now making you the nation of Israel. I'm now making you my people. You know of me as a deliverer, but I'm bringing you a little closer because I want a deeper relationship with you. And he said, look, he said, mark off a boundary all around the mountain." So in other words, they're on the outer. You know about it. He's calling you deeper. He says, but you can only come this far. Warn the people, be careful. Do not go up the mountain or even touch its boundaries. Touch its boundaries. And anyone who touches the mountain will certainly be put to death. Why? 
Why did God say this? Wait a minute. Hold on. I just talked about how God is good. I talked about how God is a loving God. Did I not? God said they couldn't ascend the mountain because he knew their hearts. He knew their mindset. God knows our mindset. We can give him lip service all day long. And if you read earlier up in that chapter, when, when, when God, when, when Moses told the people, they were like, yes, we're going to do it. Yes. They were excited. We finally get to experience God. We're going to do what God tells us to do. We're going to be obedient. We're going to put away our idols. Remember, they were, they were worshiping idols before. We're going to put away everything that blocks us. Before God. And God allowed them to see the consuming fire. Even though they saw the greatness of God. They still. If you look further in the book of Exodus. It was lip service. Because you understand how you said. You know every time the Israelites. They went back to their old ways. They were in relationship, but they kept going back. He said, look, in Exodus 32 and 1, they said, come, make us a God. Now, this was after he visited them at the foot of the mountain. Exodus 32, come, make us a God. So already they had kicked the big G-O-D off of the throne. And they put their little God, something that I can touch, something that I can feel. When we start going through situations, do we kick God off of the throne and begin to try to work it out ourselves? Do we begin to try to fix it ourselves? And we're saying, I can do this. I can do that. We forget when we go through certain circumstances that God is our provider, that God is our source. Let's look at a New Testament example. That was an Old Testament. And you can go to our, um, our Faith Life app and, and download all the notes from today. Uh, uh, Jesus even had to, to parallel it to um, New Testament and to our time. Jesus chose 70. Listen to this. Luke 10 and 1 says the Lord chose 72 or 70 other disciples. And sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. He chose 70 and sent them. So in other words, he found that these 70 could be trusted with his word. These 70 can be trusted to go out and be a representation of him. But look, I was, when I was studying this, I looked at Mark 4 and 23. It was so many people. I'm like, God, you chose these 70. But it was a lot of people that was encountering Jesus. Mark 4 and 23 says, and Jesus went all about uh, Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people. Listen to verse uh, 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 24. It says, then his fame went throughout Syria and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted in various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed him, but they didn't follow him for a relationship. They followed him for what he could do for them. 
Are we following God? Are we are we just enough connected to God for what he can do? But when God requires more of us, we're like, mm, God, mm-mm, no, I can't come closer. Or when he when he tells you. And I, I've, I've had to face some very difficult circumstances over the last couple of months when he tells you to let this person go or to let this thing go. Can you do it? Can you say, I, I'm, I'm, I, 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 God, you know, I, I would, you know, I'll follow you, but I can't follow you this far. I'm only following you for what you can do for me. I'm only following you, God, for what you can do for me. As long as you're doing for me, I'm good. But when you require me to do something for you, oh, it's a problem. That's me. I'm, I'm just, am I hitting home with anybody? God requires sacrifice. It's not easy. Sacrifice is never easy. Think about it. In the Old Testament, something had to die as a sacrifice on the altar. Something in us has to die. Sacrifice. God is asking us to sacrifice. Sacrifice. Listen, listen to this. And I'm, I'm going to, um, I don't want to go too long. Um, there was three men in the Bible who thought that they wanted a deeper relationship with us. A lot of us want a deeper relationship, but can we really handle it? Can we really handle it? Let's look at Luke 9.57. Luke 9.57 says, as they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Wherever you go, I'm going to go. And then listen to what Jesus replied. Jesus said, but hold on. Foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests. But the son of man has no place even to lay his head. So in other words, this guy eagerly said, oh, yeah, I can do this. You know, I can come along. But he was confident in himself. He was eager. Y'all ever been there? God, God tell you to do something. And, and God says, you know what? I want you to. And I'm don't 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 kill me or don't don't, you know, stone me. But God says, I want you to give a thousand dollars. Oh, yeah, I got a thousand. I can do that. But I want you to give a thousand dollars for 12 months. What? What do you mean, God? 12 months? That's more than I'm making a year. You want me to give a thousand dollars? At first, we're like, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. But then we're eager to do it. But we don't know the meaning of our words sometimes and how quick we are to say yes. And God said, well, wait a minute. Hold on now. Listen to verse 58. It says, wait a minute. Foxes have dens to live in. So in other words, me, the son of man, I don't have nowhere to lay my head. Are you willing to make that sacrifice to have a deeper relationship with me? Are you willing to go without some things? Are you willing to put aside some things to let some relationships go? Are you willing to pay the price, Jesus said, to have a deeper relationship with me? But look at the next verse. It says, then another person said, he told him, he actually said, he said, hey, come follow me. And the man agreed. But he said, hold on, Lord, first, let me return and bury my father. In a relationship, we often in the world say 50-50. No, it's 100-100. 
It's not 50-50 where you give 50 and I give 50. No, and then you get 100. No, it's 100-100. If you're giving 100 and I give 100, that means we have 100. That don't make sense in the world, but it makes sense with us and God. With God, really. Because God said, I'm going to give my all and I want you to give your all. That means I'm only going to, if I say 50, I'm only going to bring half of you to me. I'm going to only bring half of you in this relationship, half of me in this relationship. The other half I'm going to dedicate to something else. How much are you giving to God? Are you giving 100 or are you giving 25%? Or are you giving 50%? Or are you giving maybe 10%? Think about it. He said, but let me, is me getting in the way of relationship with God? He was willing to allow something else to take precedence. He says, let me return home and bury my father. Other things get into the way of our relationship. Occupations. And I was telling somebody um, uh, uh, this week, I took one day and I just, just did nothing. But I felt guilty at the end of that day for just doing me. Why did I feel guilty? And when I say doing me, I'm talking about I stayed and and I just read and I saturated myself in the presence of God. I should not have felt guilty. But we consume our life so much with stuff that when we turn around and we spend time with God, we feel guilty. It should be the other way around. We should saturate our time with God so much in developing that relationship that this over here, if we understand we develop this, this over here is going to take care of itself. Honestly. When Robert and I, when Pastor Robert and I, when we pray together and all of that, and we get up in the morning and we have our devotional time, our day goes great. But when we find ourselves, you ever find yourself where you are lacking in prayer and you're like, wait a minute, hold on, you don't miss two, three days of prayer? Come on, y'all, y'all done been there before. And then you realize, wait a minute, I'm off here. Attitude, is you're, you're, you're irritated, you're easily uh, sparked. Things aren't going well. That's God's way of trying to bring you back into adjustment and say, hey, I want to spend some time with you. I want to spend some time with you. Look at this. uh, Luke 9 and uh, 61. And I'm almost done. I'm only going to get to to level one. It says another said, yes, Lord, I will follow you. But first, let me say goodbye to my family. And Jesus said, wait a minute. He says, anyone who puts a hand to the plow. And then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Stop looking back. Stop looking in the rearview mirror. Stop thinking that this is more important than what God has got to do. And what God wants to do in our life. Don't put anything else before God. Don't put a person. And and I'm saying this because we have to look at. The times, and I'm really honest, think about it. There's wars and rumors of wars going on right now. Go read the book of Revelations. We have to understand the prophetic times. And we think that tomorrow is promised to us, but it's not. And if God required you to come home right now, I'm just saying it. How's your relationship with him? Yeah, I know him. I know of him. 
but are you intimately knowing him? Do you know him intimately? Do you know what he sounds like when he speaks? You know how that is? You know, you, you, you can pick out a person that you're in relationship with and that you know, you know their voice. Do you know the voice of God? Have you gotten, have you, have you taken time to get, the know, get to know the voice of God? When, when everything is going your way, you're all right. But when things are going wrong, do you fall off? Like me, when I was in the, in the, in the, in the lighthouse and fear struck me, and I said, I can't go no further. Even though I had a hand that was going to help me, do you push the hand away? And so you go ahead, I got this. We have to be willing to let go of some comforts to allow God to take us deeper into him. I only got to level one. Level one is just out. You know him, but you ain't really, you're in relationship with him, but it's just like I was doing with Pastor Robert. I'm okay that you can do for me, but I don't want you to require nothing of me. Level one, don't require anything of me. I just want what you can do for me. Nobody wants to be in a relationship. Do you want to be in a relationship where I'm always taken from you? Do you? Do you? You want to be in a relationship where everybody, you know, it's like every time I'm so drained, they just keep taking from me. No, at some particular point, you need to take a breather and somebody so into you. And I'm going to be honest, y'all knew I lost, I knew you, y'all know I lost my mom. It's been hard. And I've been in this time frame for years and years and years and years. I sowed into other people. And you get to a point, losing a mom is hard. And I told Pastor Robert, I said, I don't have anything to pour out right now. You know, I, I need somebody to pour into me. I need somebody to pour into me. But the first person I need to pour into me is God. I'm not looking for a lateral thing right now. So these messages are coming because, God, I need you to pour into me. I'm going through this, and I realize that my relationship with you is not as tight as it should be. And I need to know more. I got to know more. Do you need to know more? Are you going through something right now or even just hungering? You have to have a desire. One thing that I didn't say, and I said it last week, you are only as close to God as you choose to be. You are only as close to God as you choose to be. It's your choice. What are you choosing? What are you choosing? I can't say what you're choosing. I know what I'm choosing. So evaluate your life. See, God, what am I putting in front of you that's hindering me from moving to another level? Think about the elevator. You're in there. Now you got to push the button. Say, God, what button do I need to push? What, 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 what do I need to do now? That's a, that's a personal thing. Okay? Y'all get anything? Let's bow our heads and pray. If you're watching us via social media, just put in the chat. Say, you know what? I'm going to go to the next level. 
God, I want a deeper relationship with you. Father, we just praise you and we thank you, God. God, we want to go deeper in you. you you're not hindering us. You're, you're not um, um, pushing us away. You're actually drawing us closer to you. I even said it on last week. Your word is full of where you are trying to draw us to you. But we are hindering ourselves. We're pushing your hand away. We're pushing you those little gentle, small, gentle nudges on the inside of us. We're suppressing it and we're pushing it down. But God, we surrender now to you and say, God, we we want to go to the next level. God, I want a deeper desire for you. I, I want you to place within me a desire to go deeper in you. And how do I go deeper in you? I spend time with you, but just not idle time. But God, I take your word and I open up your word because your word is you. Your word is, 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 is showing me who you are. It's showing me your grace. It's showing me your mercy. It's showing me your love. It's showing me how you will provide for me. So all I have to do, God, is open up your word. And then, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would cause revelation to come when we open up the word of God. Open it up to us. Reveal it. Reveal to us the the things that, that our Father wants us to know for the day. Give us the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge. We want to know you more, God. Your word says, seek, you shall find. Knock, the door shall be open. So God, give us a heart of seeking you. Give us a a, a heart of knocking on your door and saying, can I come in? Can I come in? Hey, I'm here, God. I'm here. I want to spend some time with you. I want my relationship to go deeper in you. In Jesus' name, amen. As I was praying, do this in the morning. Or whenever you open up the word of God. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. But I have found that don't just get into, I'm going to go into prayer now. No, take the word of God. Don't know where to start? Go to the book of Psalms. Go to the book of Psalms and turn those into prayer. Just read the word. And then as you're reading the word, ask the Holy Spirit, reveal to me what the Father is saying to me now. And I guarantee you, when you do that, he's going to speak to you. I guarantee you. Try it this week. Try it. I'm looking to hear some testimonies. I really am. Don't get in there and just start, God, I thank you. God, I praise you. You know, Lord, I thank you for this day. No, take the word of God and open it up first. Let the word be what you say. Pray his word back to him because when his word goes to him, it's not going to return unto him void. He's going to send it back. It's going to accomplish what it has been sent forth for it to do. So we thank you. Thank you for watching us via social media. Thank you for joining us. Um, you ever want to come and visit us here in, in the city of Virginia Beach? All you have to do is come to 4992 Euclid Road. 
uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia, suite number six, and you can come and, and fellowship and worship with us. Want to give you an announcement. This Saturday, we will be doing our mobile pantry. So for those of you who are... Um, in the Virginia Beach area, Norfolk or whatever, we're also going to be advertising it on Facebook. Please come out, just drive through. We're going to load your car up with food and send you on your way. So thank you, Pastor Robert. I'm ready. Thank you for joining us on today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hit stop all streams. Hallelujah. Y'all continue to pray for me. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I may sound a little selfish, but I am sorry.